There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Digital Spies Soap Scoop. Every week, we're chatting to some of your favorite stars from the world of soaps before digging into the biggest spoilers from Hollyoaks, Coronation Street, EastEnders, and Emmerdale. I'm your host, Ali, social editor at Digital Spy, and I'm joined by Sophie, our deputy soaps editor. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sophie? Yeah, good, thanks. I cannot believe... We are recording again, and now we're on episode three. I feel like time is whizzing by, isn't it? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's bizarre to think this episode, when you're hearing this, um, it'll be October 2nd. I just can't believe that we're... I can't believe it's basic. I mean, we're in autumn, but if it's already starting to feel like winter. Um, definitely it in does. London, it's definitely getting colder. It's colder, it's quite grey, the evenings are darker. I'm feeling, feeling the autumn vibes. Yes, exactly. And autumn means more time inside, more time watching soaps. Um, and more time for us to kind of dig into the biggest um, storylines that are coming up. So this week, um, we chatted to Ellis Hollands um, from Hollyoaks, who I'm sure you'll all know and remember. He's been in the show since he was three, which is pretty crazy. Absolutely crazy. Do you know what, right? I loved this chat because, little story time here. When I was younger, I really, really wanted to work, like be an actor on yeah. a soap or a TV show. And I used to always say to my mum, like, do you think they go to school? And like, how do they learn? You know, how do they learn? And yeah. do they get in trouble for missing lessons? And, you know, little spoiler here, I, I have zero acting skills. So obviously <laughs> my childhood dreams didn't become a reality. But Ellis obviously knows all, all about that. Yeah, he kind of like lived, lived the dream, like you say. Like it was, it was yeah. it's funny talking to people talking to like lapsed soap, soaps fans over the past few weeks and being like, oh, you know, we've got an interview with this person coming up and we've spoken to Ellis and lots of people who I go, oh, you know, he was Tom and Hollyoaks. And if you watched Hollyoaks at any point over the past 20 years, um, oh, yeah, you'll recognise him. Um, yeah, and he, he just has those, like, it was fascinating to talk to him about, like you say, what it was like growing up on set, going to school, kind of how, yeah. what his, how involved his mum was. Um, yeah, lots of really interesting stuff there. So even if you're not a massive Hollyoaks fan, I definitely say stick around for this one because it's super interesting. Really interesting. And without further ado, here it is. Hi, Ellis. How are you? How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Are you? Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us bright and early. Although it's actually not that bright and it's actually probably <laughs> not that early for you either, yeah, no, is it? It's getting on a bit now, but uh, we move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you obviously started in the show when you were just three years old, um, which is... Mm-hmm. A long... Mad. Yeah, yeah that's, that is mad. A long, mad. long time ago. <laughs> so can you remember a time when you weren't in Hollyoaks, really? Um, not really. Uh, I think the majority of the memories that I've got from, you know, growing up and being uh, a child as young as I can remember are from 
either being at work, going to work, or something work related. Um, so not really. Um, I, I can't think I was doing anything interesting in Oldham at <laughs> less than three anyway. So um, yeah, no, I, I can only remember stuff from from after work, which is quite nice as well. Um, that I've got their memories. Oh yeah, I don't remember anything before. Probably even like five. I know. Yeah, I've got. I've got a, to say I'm in the job I'm in. I've got a terrible short term memory and long term as well. So I can't. I can hardly remember most things. But. No, I'm the same. So, are you glad that you had that experience of growing up on set and learning the skills rather than sort of being thrown in at the deep end like some of your colleagues probably have? Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely glad for for the experiences that I had in terms of growing up in that different environment that I grew up in. Yeah, like you said, as opposed to having to learn it when you get older, I think it's been a really good boost in life for me to do them things as I'm growing up because it somewhat stays with you a lot more going through it as a child than you would mm. if you had to learn at, say, 20 years old. Yeah. You know, um, So I think that it's it's been a blessing. As much as it's been difficult being different, Growing up in school, having to not be in half the time, having to catch up work when I'm not in work in, in school and stuff like that, really having to try and keep on top of you know deadlines and also do my job properly. Um, I think it, it's been difficult, but it's definitely been worth it. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you like that. I think that idea of like those times when you obviously presumably like school clash with work because like when you're younger, yeah. especially like school is basically a full time job at certain points, right? So yeah. it's kind of like balancing those two things must have been like quite intense. Well, I remember that um, they used to write my at the school, the secondary school that I went to. Um, they used to write down that it was unauthorized absence when I used to go to work, which it should be educated off site, if I remember rightly, because I got three hours tutoring every day that I wasn't in school yeah. at work. Um, so my attendance for the first two years of secondary school was forty-seven <laughs> percent, um, and I was I was apparently, you know, statistically the most you know, I don't know what the word is, but, you know, truant child um, <laughs> at the school. You know, yeah. I skipped the school most more than anyone, um, but luckily they changed it. So I got 99%. Um, <laughs> but it was difficult, you know. Um, but those are the struggles that I kind of grew up with, you know, because that happened through primary school, through any other, you know, schooling that I had. Um, that's what I had to do. So it was somewhat normal. Um, so it was quite easy to keep up with. It was just difficult at times, like through GCSEs and stuff like that. Um but on the most part, it was it was quite straightforward. Yeah, it's a big balancing act, it sounds mm. it sounds like. I mean, yeah. when you were growing up and going through school and also working at Hollyoaks, did you mm. ever consider another career or did you always know that acting was what you wanted to do? I mean, the closest thing to considering another career was an ice cream man. Um, I think that was in the very early years of, uh, of joining Hollyoaks. Um, that was something I had my heart set on. Um, sorry, Brian Kirkwood. But um, <laughs> that kind of died out. Um, and then I knew I wanted to become an actor. Um, it was just... its just, For me, it seems silly to even want to do anything else, um, especially as, as a career as big as the one I've got now. That sounds, you know, uh, very up my own bum, as you would say. <laughs> but... Um, you know, I've I've had a I've been lucky. I've had a good career um, from growing up, and I wouldn't want to tarnish that. I think I've got a good head start in life um, for the environment that I'm in, um, and I want to use that to the best of my ability. Uh, and I also love Hollyoaks. You know, it's been 
my other family for the best part of what 18 years um you know i've got some lifelong friends there um and the same with my mum who used to chaperone me she's got friends there as well so it's um i would never really want to consider you know another job or never have considered another, another job because i've always been so so secure and so comfortable with where i am at now you know you, you know what i mean yeah, and also, you know, when you retire, then you can, you know, grab the ice cream van, you know, you can <laughs> exactly. scoot to your heart's delight in like 50, 60 exactly. years, that's fine. <laughs> this is, this is the process that I'm going through, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, it's interesting that you bring up the fact that obviously, like, your mum was obviously a, a big part of, like, that time you spent on the set and, like, how yeah. she made friends and, and kind of built relationships mm-hmm. through colleagues as well. I was, we were talking, um, me and Sophie, a couple of days ago about was it quite strange like interested to know the kind of input that she had in terms of like approving storylines and, and how she must have felt because mm. like obviously certain points in Tom's journey have been like quite dramatic and quite kind of not controversial yeah. but you know like big things are happening and became yeah. a, a dad at a really young age like that would have been quite interesting for her to kind of <laughs> approve if you know what I mean yeah them storylines when they came to fruition they were that was a tough dis- that was a tough conversation to have with my mum about that, yeah. uh, you know, getting getting Perry pregnant, you know, getting in Tom's first relationship, which was also, yeah. obviously, I know it's acting, but it was Ellis's first kind of somewhat of a situational relationship. Yeah. So it was, it was, a, it was a challenge for me at the same time as much as it was for my mum. Uh, my mum's side of it, she, she never pushed me. If she ever pushed me, it was for my own good. And because she, she knew that I was missing out because... I was reluctant to do something when she knew that if she pushed me that bit more, it'd pay off kind of thing. But at the same time, she's always said, if you want to walk, if you don't want to do this anymore, that's up to you, that's that's your decision. Um, and I've always respected that because the, to have someone behind you that wants the best for you, but also doesn't want to push you too much over the limit where you, know, you start resenting and you don't want to do it anymore, um, I'm glad that that wasn't the case. Um, and I could have had a chaperone, which wasn't even my mum. I could have had someone that was just, you know, assigned to me, um, you know, if my mum, my mum would have been busy. You know, she dedicated 14 years of her life to my job. Uh, you know, she became a full-on chaperone, had the, what was it, the CRB checks, you know, the DBS checks, uh, what they are now referred to as. Um, you know, she went through the whole process. And then once I turned 18, that was it for her. Um, so it was quite sad for my mum really because obviously she had loads of friends at work and stuff like that and then yeah. she just yeah. stopped going um, but I try and get her involved and everything like that <laughs> but she's uh, she she's loved me doing all this stuff you know growing up because for her it's seeing her little boy you know becoming somewhat successful and, yeah. and doing all these different adventures that I can imagine she would like to do growing yeah. up you know what I mean yeah yeah definitely um, so um, she's definitely been on the on, you know on my side through it all um, and I've got nothing but um, I can't thank her enough yeah really. it's funny like um, I think that you, with the kind of like those like more like, difficult conversations like the birds and the bees and stuff like that's always <laughs> whether, you, whether you're like acting or not yeah. whether it's a real relationship or not it's always like a, an awkward conversation to have <laughs> yeah, right okay. so yeah, yeah. yeah. And you kind of just had your, your hand forced a bit by being like well mom this is happening at work like this week I mean, so I'm getting paid I'm getting paid for it, it. so uh, <laughs> you know there's there's always a somewhat of a, an influence there. <laughs> are you the same age as Tom, or are you meant to be? Are you a little bit older? Yeah, so I'm about I think a month and a half older. Uh, so Tom's birthday is New Year's Eve, I think it is. 
Um, I can't remember if it's New Year's Day or not. I think it's New Year's Eve. Um, but my birthday is the 14th of November. So it's about a month and well, a half mine. away. Is it? Mine's the, yeah, mine's the 11th of November. So. Oh, really? Yeah. There's quite a lot of people I know that have uh, birthdays in November. They're just yeah. cool people. It's a good, it's a good month. <laughs> it's um, a good month. It, talking about like um, those kind of like more, like that transition, I guess, into more like adult storylines. Like yeah. just want to, I guess, like, get your feeling of like how you think um, Hollyoaks has like handled that kind of transition of, of putting Tom into yeah. more kind of like adult grown up storylines. I mean, obviously yeah. they've always, he's always had like serious stuff to do, but now, you know, yeah. kind of moving towards uh, more yeah. adult stuff. It's a very good question, actually, because um, I thought a lot about it myself, you know, going through, um, you know, a couple of years specifically, like 16, 17, 18, that transition of of going from, you know, somewhat of a child to like a young adult to, you know, coming to be what I'd like to think is an adult now. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the storylines, there was a time where I didn't know where I was at. Um, I didn't know where I was at in terms of storylines. Like I felt like I was not somewhat restricted, but just that the storylines that I was getting was somewhat limiting in terms of I felt like I was getting too old for the storylines. You understand? I felt like yeah. I, there was a, a a threshold that I got to where I knew that I needed to start getting more adult storylines, or at least be be written in a more sensible and and mature way. You understand? But without losing yeah. that, yeah, you know, yeah. I understand that my character's been like a the the comedic, you know, child for, for however many years, you know. Um, so it's kind of getting that balance of of not jumping straight into something new because then it loses the effect of what you've built for your character. Um, but I feel like Hollyoaks have done that really well um, because I've had so many edgy, gritty storylines which have been so interesting to film, let alone, I can imagine, watch. Um, you know, from having, from being in the stunts, from from being in a thruple, for goodness sake, you know. Um, I think that was definitely the turning point, if any, um, of Tom growing up into a man. Um, but yeah, they've, I think they've handled it really well. Um, and I, I definitely think that I've, I've reached that point now where... Tom's an adult. Tom knows what he's doing. You know, he's he's been a millionaire. He's put it into his into his market. He's he knows what he's doing. He's doing the best for his daughter, everything like that. Um, so I think he's got his head screwed on tight now. Thank you, uh, writers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's you, like that's you for the nail on the head, right? It's that like you want to you we as an audience like we want to see the character grow, but we also want yeah. it to feel still feel like the Tom that yeah. we spent you know 10, 15 years watching. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah, it's a it's a very yeah. progressive show though, isn't it, Hollyoaks? So I think it's a good mm-hmm. it's a good um it's great it's been great to see Tom go from a little three year old to to a man. <laughs> man now really. I know. So yeah, it's um it's great. So let's talk a little bit about the future, if we can. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to Ali about this the other day. So last December we saw like a little tantalizing view into the future with like um New Year's Eve 2020. I mean, what a yeah. year to do a flash a flash forward episode. <laughs> I know, I, feel I so know. I'm sorry for this. <laughs> I know. So we ask everyone this, and we usually get the same answer, but who is in the body bag? Do you know? Who was you know, in the body I, bag? I, I, when you said that we usually get the same answer, I knew what you were going to ask me anyway. <laughs> um, I'll have to check with my legal team. No, um, 
<laughs> I, I genuinely don't know. I would love to know. Um, and I so hope it's not me. <laughs> basically yeah well that's good in a nutshell but that's I'm all I know so I'm quite yeah. clueless about the situation really but it's so it's it's as exciting for me as it is for I can imagine everyone else who isn't in the body bag um, you know apart from that one person <laughs> is it quite strange like on set and stuff when you have these kind of storylines where there's a big cliffhanger there's a big thing that you know is coming up and presumably there are some people on mm. set that know and some people don't. It must be quite like a, a inch, like a yeah. inch funny atmosphere where you're like trying to work out, you know, what's going on. Yeah. So yeah. You, you, you do get your mates who like, you know, like not even anyone in particular, but it's just that general thing of if you get a big storyline, obviously, you know, it's early doors, no one knows about it and you can kind of hint that something's going to happen. <laughs> it's always, you always get that banter, you know, around around the cast and stuff like that about hinting if they've like found something out about one character and, you know, it's it's a kind of a, a bit of a raffle about who's going to yeah. get the next big storyline sometimes. <laughs> you always get someone who, yeah, you always get someone who will come down and go, oh, guess what I've just got, you know. Um, so it's dead good, but it's also good to see, you know, your mates, you know, because they are my, are my mates essentially at work, um, see them thrive and get in their own storylines and everything like that. And it's great when you do things together. Um, like me and Owen, for example, I know I'm going off track, but me and Owen, um, who plays Romeo, um, are really good mates and we've been doing on quite a bit together um, in the show. Uh, you know, we've, we've become mates in the show, which is really nice actually, because you can bring that... Um, that genuine banterous yeah. double act onto the show yeah. pretty much you know especially when you're doing upbeat things because you can apply it to your work you know um yeah but, but i think on, that carry comes... on. I know I've got chat. <laughs> no i think that comes across on screen as well that you'll get on well yeah. like you say with um you and romeo and um exactly and all the sort of the, the teens so my second question about the flash forward episode yeah. because everyone is talking about it so we've got to ask the wedding could Tom be the groom? I mean, he could be. He was in a suit, wasn't but he? So. I could also give you a list of people who also could be. <laughs> so I wouldn't even base it off that. Um, Tom's got some interesting stuff coming up, um, which may or may not be tied into the uh, flash forward. That is all I am at, um, licensed to say. <laughs> that's, that's, that's but totally understandable. Definitely, yeah, uh, definitely. Tom's got some good. Tom's got some good stuff coming up. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing whose wedding it is, and yeah, I'm very so happy we. for them. Um, <laughs> um, cool. So I think we're just about um, ready to wrap up. But um, I guess the, well, yeah. my final question, my final question to you was: we talked a little bit about like the short short term future right what this end of this year looks like i'm yeah. curious to get like for you do you see would you like to see tom be the kind of character that is in you know hollyoaks in 10 20 30 years time is, is that something that you'd like can you see a world in which like you're you kind of see tom through for like all these different phases of his life is that yeah. something you're you'd love to do like ken barlow yeah exactly <laughs> i would love to do it um Base simply on the fact that I've started off so young. It's not like I've started this character, or I've t- well, I know I take I took over the character from a child even younger than me. <laughs> but basically, I've carried that legacy on from being a baby. 
So it would be interesting alongside my own life to see how my character's life would uh, progress. Um, I think that would be really interesting, especially um, on a programme like Hollyoaks where anything can happen. Um, And I think we all know that at this point, that literally anything can happen. Um, So it's endless doors that it opens for Tom. So I would I would love to see that. I would definitely love to see that. Um I can't I can't even deny it. Um but it's just twenty thirty, however long it takes really, yeah. um, for Tom to sort his life out. <laughs> <laughs> and get on top, get on top, own the village, and then that's it. End game. Right. I think that is all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been so great to to talk to you. Brilliant. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you. See you, Alice. See you soon. No worries. See you later, mate. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And there you go. Um, we hope you enjoyed listening to that interview with Ellis as much as we had uh, fun doing it. Um, he's just like a really interesting guy and, yeah, lots of good stories there, so... So yeah. Yeah, personally, I cannot wait for the Flash Forward episode. I know he was staying tight-lipped, but I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, it's so... I mean, we've talked about it um, like during the interview and privately. It's just such an interesting thing that Hollyoaks did last last Christmas to set this up. And then obviously, they've had such a kind of crazy year like we all have to see how it's going to kind of play out and which things they're going to have to kind of adjust and amend. Um, yeah, it's really interesting, really kind of exciting time for um, fans of the show, for sure. Definitely, and there's the anniversary coming up in a couple of weeks, and then yeah, from there, from then on, we'll be on the home straight to the yeah. New Year's Eve episode. So it's all very exciting. Exactly. Um, speaking of things that are coming up in Soapland, um, this is the part of the show where we dig into kind of the biggest spoilers from the top four soaps. Um, this week, uh, the dates we're looking at are from the fifth of October to the 9th of October. Um, and I think it makes sense for us to start with the, what I think is probably the biggest stories of the week, which are coming from Coronation Street. Yep, indeed. So first up, we have the return of Todd. Mm. So he has been recast. We've got Gareth Pierce taking over the role and... Corey have sort of been teasing this over the last few weeks, yeah. kind of 
know that Todd is around. He's in a bit of a pickle, which Eileen is going to be diving yeah. headfirst into the bless her yeah it's exciting I mean it's always like so yeah like you say um, Gareth Pierce um, is the actor who's kind of taking over the role of Todd and it's all exciting it's always exciting when um, you kind of get a new face um, attached to a familiar character um, in soaps and you know it, you never know how it's going to go so from what we've seen so far Gareth looks like he does a great job and yeah it's um, mm-hmm. it's exciting to see kind of what this new spin on a character that we haven't seen in years um, will look like yeah I think he's going to be stirring up trouble for sort of Billy and and Eileen, of course, because yeah. she goes to meet him. Um, yeah, it seems like, it's like you said, Billy and Paul have spent the past few weeks, like, or they've spent some time trying to track him down. Um, this week, we're going to see kind of them bring Eileen into that. And then it looks like there's all sorts of like, there's like a home invasions that's going to happen and all sorts of kind of, in, not home invasion, but you know, it looks like yeah. um, Todd's going to kind of reappear in the uh, in the Grimshaw household uh, fleetingly. Oh, I yeah, I, I think he's going to be bringing trouble to yeah. all of their doorsteps, but... It'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds. Yeah, completely. And it's not—it's exciting to see, um, like I say, it's always exciting to see an old face return. So, well, fingers crossed it all goes smoothly for Eileen, although it does not look like that will be um, the case by the end of the week. I know, I know. Poor Eileen. Nothing is ever simple, is it? No. <laughs> not when Todd's around. But um, the uh, other big story next week in Corrie is the really sad ongoing situation with Leanne and Nick mm. we've got Gail arriving back yeah speaking of returns um Helen yeah. Worth is, is kind of back after the the lockdown break which is which is exciting it's always it's always exciting to have Gail back on our um, back on our screens yeah I think they need her I think Nick needs yeah. her more than ever so she finds out that about his sort of secret son shall we say Sam and she sort of really implores him to be honest with Leanne but yeah. obviously it's so difficult with what she's going through with Oliver yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tricky one. I think um, it's so obviously Helen Worth. They kind of if you've been paying attention to the kind of filming schedules and what's been happening with um, the social distancing rules. Obviously, older members of the cast were kind of staggered back into filming at different times. So obviously, we haven't had Gail present in the show for a few weeks, and now she's kind of coming back. And it's a lot for that character to return to, like you say. There's all the stuff with um, Leanne and her son, and then obviously Nick's new son. Um, so yeah, it's exciting to see kind of how adding Gail into the mix will hopefully make things easier for for the family, but who knows? Yeah, they kind of need her around, don't they? But yeah, he does end up, or Leanne does end up finding out the mm. truth about Sam, but sort of the big question is, how is she going to react? What's that going to look like now with everything that she's already going through with Steve yeah. and Oliver? Exactly. Um, and speaking of, uh, you know, big life events, the other other big life event that's happening in Coronation Street um, next week is um, Sally and Tim's wedding and the potential for Jeff, oh as ever, um, to ruin something and to, and to kind of ruin this this day for them. So it, it basically, Jeff finds out that um, Tim and Sally have kind of arranged their secret wedding um, and, and deliberately kept them out of the loop for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, he finds out and is obviously not, you know, not, not too happy. happy about it, and and we're kind of waiting to see what he does. We've got some kind of teases that it looks like things after the wedding. They kind of get married at registry office, and they have their kind of after wedding party, and and it looks like at first things have gone well, but maybe there's kind of police involvement, and it, it, yeah, it seems that Jeff is is involved and is not going to be not going to kind of let these things fly. Oh, of course not. Obviously, with where Jeff is concerned, there's always always trouble. It seems like they're sort of really he's already obviously we know he's a villain and we know he treated Yasmin appallingly mm. and he was very very abusive there but 
he seems to becoming a villain in other ways, sort of getting involved yeah. in sort of everything. And yeah, it's it's interesting to see them, um, which I think we'll, we'll talk. We'll see. We've seen someone else, which we'll talk about in a bit as well. But they've taken the Jeff. You know, they spent a big part of this year, um, you know, laying the groundwork with the Jeff and Yasmin story, and you know, obviously. The kind of the horrible things that he did and laid the groundwork for him to be this villain and now it's kind of it's spilling out into all of his relationships into all of his kind of all the people he interacts with and yeah, exactly. it's clear that he's you know he's the he's the villain on the street at the moment oh definitely definitely i think in terms of longevity like how much yeah. longer can it can it go on for yeah um and yeah speaking of people who are um making enemies wherever they go um so to take a look at um emmerdale quickly jamie tate who you know we spent last week talking about whether he was going to be found out what was going to happen it seems that he's uh, making more enemies um, as he goes along um he's looking to evict wendy and luke um and it looks like they have some sort of kind of altercation um at some point next week yeah, so Jamie ends up being found unconscious. So there's all part of his downfall because obviously mm. Belle and Andrea sort of teamed up to bring him down and make him pay for all his wrongdoings. But we do know, I think Eden's done some, um, who plays Belle, has done some um, chats and we know that Jamie has got some tricks up his sleeve. So it all might mm. not be as it seems. Of course. We need to yeah, keep an eye on yeah. that. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I think like, similar to Jeff, like, we're seeing Jamie kind of being everyone wants to see him kind of fall. Um, and it's just, a, hopefully it's just a matter of time to see when that happens. Yeah, exactly. I think, um, I think he won't go down without a fight. No. Um, and then the other thing, I mean, it's, it's quite a light week on Emmerdale next week, but the other big thing, or the other kind of big thing we want to talk about was, um, you know, more Chaz and, and Paddy drama. Yeah. It's a strange one, isn't it? So she's got this, connection with Al and it seems like she kind of fancies him a bit they sort of yeah. go on a picnic and sparks are flying and then Paddy gets wind of what's going on and sort is encouraged to confront her mm. but that doesn't go very well yeah like, it's a, <laughs> it's it's a strange one I think like yeah the kind of like we talked about last week that there's there's this connection here Paddy's obviously going to find out and not be too happy that you know, their relationship might be on the rocks. But it does seem... I just wonder whether there's something else happening here, something else going on. Um, mm. Because it does seem it does seem strange. Um, I mean, fingers crossed it, you know, Paddy and Chas can sort it out because we do love them. Um, do. But yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky time. Uh, I feel like something's brewing there, mm. isn't it? It's, it's, it's not going to be good for poor Paddy. No. If we move over to um, EastEnders, it's another, yes. just like Corrie, it's a big, big week um, on Albert Square. Lots going on there. I don't even know where to start. Should we start with Frankie and Mick? Yeah. That's, that's quite early on in the week. I think that starts on Monday, but that is going to feed into the following week. That is yeah. big, really big. Yeah. So she it's... finally sort of tells him that she thinks he's her dad, which yeah. is just huge. That's just... Yeah, That's it's not. It, I think I don't think it's. I. I just. It's such a surprise. Like it's not something that I saw coming at all. Like we've seen her being kind of weird for a few weeks, mm. which we didn't like. You know, Frank is a character that we got introduced to. Um, I think at the beginning of summer through Ben and Callum, who we kind of that was. She was a really nice character then, and and this yeah. development started off in a very strange way. Um, but now kind of with the revelation, yeah, that she thinks Mick is her dad, it starts to make a bit more sense. I can't um, work it out. So this does, it does all get explained over the coming weeks and we can't yeah. obviously talk about that now. We'll be talking about it next week. But I can't work out like, how old she is, where she sort of fits yeah. in. But it is big. It's a big, big story for Mick. I think Danny Dyer actually said it's his biggest 
ever really story. well it's, yeah. it's it's funny as well it maybe well, something i was thinking about was obviously uh we've got the like drag bingo um situation happening at the prince albert um mm. and that's kind of where things there's like a lot of tension between mick and linda in that situation and we yeah, see yeah. some some kind of like slightly weird stuff with tina um like coming on a bit too strong with frankie which now makes a lot more sense yes. why, why why kind of frankie would run to the hills at that a suggestion. little bit horrified yeah they're <laughs> yeah. related aren't they yeah. i mean it's that typical soap thing yeah. where it's like actually can't get it on because we are we are related. Yeah, so a little related. bit awkward, but yeah. yeah. So the other big story, well, there's sort of two stories that are coinciding with each other, and that is Whitney's trial finally for mm. Leo's murder, which aired back in February, but has obviously all been delayed because yeah. of COVID. And was it that really back? Is, was, it, was it that far back? That's crazy. Yeah, it was Valentine's Day. Yeah. I remember there was sort of roses yeah. all over the floor. It was all very eerie. And then, so that's going to play out on the same week as Chantel's funeral, which is going to put Grey mm. in a, a bit of a situation because he is obviously representing Whitney. But yeah. obviously the Taylors are expecting him to be at the funeral. Yeah, it's um, and it's a really tricky one. I think, you know, if we think that we know about Whitney is, A, she has terrible luck, and oh, she B, does. she's kind of like a very loving character. And I think she's already kind of, she's starting to feel, you know, bad for Grey. And although she wants mm. him there at the trial, she's like, oh, well... You know, he should be at the funeral with them, him and Chantel's kids. And it's just kind of, it's becoming a quite a messy situation with Whitney and Grey. And my alarm bells are ringing of like, I don't oh, want yeah. Whitney to kind of fall for this or get too close to Grey. Um, I know. You want her to sort of stay right away, don't yeah. you? And the other the other thing is that I don't even think that Grey wants to be at the funeral because he's no. feeling so guilty. Yeah. Um. So I think he'd rather be at the trial, but... For, for the rest of the family, they're a bit like, what, you know, what's he going to do? And, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it's, it's, uh, it's um, I think the thing with Grey's character that's so interesting is uh, one of the things that makes it, it, it interesting to watch is like the extent to which it's calculated. I think the, the one of the scary things about Grey is that he kind of drifts between these like really horrible rash actions and, and the way that he treats Chantel. And then, also, and then obviously, you know, in the wake of her death, we saw him do something very calculated where he, he left mm-hmm. and came back. Um, and yeah, this week it will be a case of, you know, does he go to the funeral um, to show, to save face or does he kind of, and, and to prove something or does he not? It's kind of, it's this interesting um, calculation yeah. that he's going to have to do. And what does the future hold for Port Whitney? That is yeah. also going to be going into the following week as well. So we've got a little bit of a while to wait until we find out whether yeah. she will walk free or if she's going to be facing a prison sentence. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been, to be fair, it's been, it's been a minute since we've had a good um, courtroom episode oh, in the yeah. soap. So I'm quite looking forward to that. Um, Love a courtroom drama. <laughs> yeah. It looks like maybe it doesn't go well at first, but then Whitney kind of stands up for herself. But then And then obviously Mick is oh, going to Mick. kind of um, give evidence as well. And we don't quite know how how he's going to deal with the pressure of that, also given everything that's going on, like we talked exactly. about. Exactly. I think he's giving evidence at the most challenging time because he's obviously had this bombshell from Frankie earlier in the week. So it's very clever. Yeah. It all kind of... Yeah, it's all thrown together really nicely. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It really does. Um, and then the other small, kind of slightly smaller scale news um, from EastEnders before we move on is the news that um, Jags, which we knew that Jags was leaving, um, yeah. which is kind of sad for fans of the Panasars, Um and it, I'm it looks quite like, sad. yeah, I think he's a really like he's a very likable character, and his relationship he with is. the Bieber has been really fun to kind of watch this year. Um, yeah, I feel like it's one of those things. Whenever there's an exit announcement, there's obviously going to be mixed opinions. But personally, I think he had potential, and I yeah. feel like he's leaving a little bit too soon. But yeah. the story will be will be shocking. 
Yeah, and it's I mean it's, it's just more stuff. So as far as we know, what's going to happen is that, um, or as much as we can say, is that kind of uh, Jags kind of reveals his relationship with the Bieber, which has been, mm-hmm. been happening over lockdown to his family, um, his mom, you know, who's fast becoming kind of a big villain on the show, oh, is not happy. Is. Um, and at first, although she's very kind of like protective over the family, obviously we saw Vinny. The situation with Vinny and, and kind of Martin's assault, um, and the police are getting involved. Um, and at first, Suki's kind of very like uh, keen to close ranks and and protect her kids from the police. It looks like she's not happy with the revelation that Jags has been in a relationship with the Bieber and might kind of implicate Jags mm. as, as as revenge or as kind of as she might, she's going to lash out and maybe impl- implicate Jags um, yeah. in some way to the police. Exactly. I think she feels that she can't. She's sort of losing grip on him a bit yeah. and she's very controlling, isn't she? So yeah. I think she likes to have them all sort of under her spell. Yeah, so yeah, that's going to be, that's a bit, that's going to be sad, but. Yeah. But it, it's exciting to see what happens. And I think that's kind of the stuff there with um, Martin, the story of Martin and Ruby and like that's going to come in. It's going to be an interesting kind of mix of characters in the next few weeks, yeah. hopefully. Definitely. Right. Finally, shall we jump on to Hollyoaks very yeah. quickly? So the. There's sort of two, the two biggest stories there. We'll start with Juliet because um, (laughs) I know it's the the ongoing drugs saga, the county lines story. So there's some developments there. Yeah, I've got, I've, in my head, it's like, it's this kind of like betrayal back and betrayal ping pong between her and Jordan is what it seems like. Yeah. So she wants to be higher up the ladder. Yeah. With Victor. He doesn't like, Victor doesn't like people who grasp, which then leaves Jordan in danger. Yeah, they're basically they're. I mean, which we've known the whole the whole storyline has been this, but they're both so far in over their heads in the same mm. way. Um, and yeah, it, it's a case of it looks like it's going to be a case of a who gains the most favor with Victor. Mm. You know, P.S. It doesn't look like it's going to be Jordan. Um, and then also <laughs> whether yeah, and whether Juliet will you know face she it, she's going to be faced with this choice right between Victor and and kind of her old life with Sid and with you know Sid. what what's going to happen. Who she's going yeah. to choose? She's got a whole new look as well. Yeah, like, a bit, a bit, big change. It is. If you go on to Digital Spy, check out the picture. She looks very, very different, and it's a case of why has she changed her look? Yeah. Is it for Victor or is it for her reunion with Sid and their new life together? Yeah, it's a great tease. It's a great tease, actually. Like I was looking at the photo earlier, and I was like, I couldn't. It took me a second to work out that it was still mm. her, and yeah, it kind of raises all these questions because it's she's kind of got this like edgier, darker look, but is that because? Oh, yeah. Is that, Definitely. you know, because she's kind of making this move into a slightly different lifestyle with Victor or is it because she's trying to kind of look different so she doesn't get spotted? Yeah, it's just, it's interesting. And it's, it's yeah, it's a big, big change. Yeah, I think that story is really going to, over the, until like we talked about earlier, sort of gone full circle here, the flash forward episode, I think it's going to run and run and run. Yeah. To that, sure. really, yeah. And then the other big Hollyoaks story next week is Felix. This is actually quite sad, you know. Mm. So him and Warren are, are going to go into business together but obviously we know Felix has got this traumatic past he was abused in a children's home by Cormac yeah. and I think they have him and Warren have this like kind of competitive rivalry about who's yeah. going to be in charge and get yeah, they were, they were, control if you remember earlier in the year and earlier in the summer they were like really really like you know um bumping heads and really kind of like enemies and now now they've kind of it looks like they've come to the other side come to through the other side of things but you yeah know, yeah, so he, um, Felix, no, Warren locks Felix in a cupboard, mm. which sort of triggers him and he sort of remembers his past abuse yeah. and he ends up opening up to Warren. But the problem is he wants revenge. Yeah. 
and it's that's not always good. No. <laughs> in these situations, like he wants revenge. I think when he means when he says revenge, I think he really means revenge. So it's a case of how far is he going to go? Yeah, it's um, it'd be really interesting to see kind of where Hollyoaks draws the line. Um, with a character and what they decide is kind of you know too far or or not I, it's interesting as well I mean I, the situations are very different in some ways but Hollyoaks is clearly you know if you look at the kind of like Toby and Celeste stuff and then this there's a lot of kind of like exploring trauma and, and the things that you mm. kind of were, were done to you when you were younger both in both those storylines which I think is quite an interesting yeah you're um, right actually comparison yeah Obviously, it's, it's, it's different. You know, the Toby and Celeste situation is kind of, in some ways, much more, in lots of ways, much more sinister. Um, and what's what happened to them and, and kind of the impact it's had. But, yeah, but there's yeah, definitely right. some similarities. Yeah, it's a case of how they can't move on from their past and how they're yeah. trying to and how it's sort of shaping them as as adults. Yeah, completely. Cool. Okay, and that is all of the uh, spoilers we've got for this week. Uh, there is a lot happening in the world of soaps next week. Um so we're excited to kind of see how it all unfolds. And, you know, next time you hear from us, I'm sure we're going to have some kind of big, big feelings, especially around um, things that are happening in Corrie and EastEnders. But all over the place, mm. there's um, big storylines unfolding. Until then, you can stay up to date with everything um, on all your favourite soaps by going to digitalspy.co.uk slash soaps. You can follow us and the show on Twitter at Soapscoop um, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash soaps. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, let us know what you think, let us know what you are looking forward to, and we will see you again next week. Bye. Bye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.